Hello, and welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast that covers magic, houseplants, and more. I'm Shannon. And I'm Nick. And we're your co-hosts. So Aries season is right around the corner, y'all. And today is all about the boss baby of the Zodiac. So I'm going to be doing a bit of an astrological overview and talking about some associated herbs. And I'm kicking off our series about the craft through the signs, as well as giving our first pop culture witch shout out to myself, uh, which will I explain, which I'm going to be explaining a bit better later on. Um, and nice. I'm so excited about this episode. This is a little unusual for us. Uh, so it's not our usual format. Um, some of the segments are noticeably missing. Um, but we're going to be doing one of these every month at the beginning of the new Zodiac season to kind of highlight all of our, all of our Zodiac babies, starting with the first one. I know the first one. And even though this is like a little different, it's something y'all are going to get used to because we're going to do 12 of these. We're going to do 12 of them. Yeah. (laughs) I Um, do want to start by just saying, fuck time changes. Uh, we just sprang forward. This is my least favorite time change of the year. I am so tired, and I just wish that we would leave the goddamn clocks alone. I I really do as well. Uh, Honestly, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I look at the states that don't do daylight savings time with absolute envy. I think Arizona doesn't, and it's like, fuck y'all. Like, no one wants to go to Arizona, but I might. (laughs) I'm sick. I'm sick of these time changes twice a year. I just had to like get it out of the way because oh my god, I'm so sleepy. No, um, same. <laughs> like I had taken uh, a small dose of mushrooms last night, uh, and like really kind of fucked myself up even more because I was like long weekend. I mean, you know, I've had a very long week for personal reasons, but uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch up on my sleep Sunday night. And uh, I was like, of course, in true Aries fashion, I was like, well, I've had some rosé and some patio time today, so I'm feeling good. I'm done with my certifications that I needed to get caught up on, and I'm just going to do some mushrooms. So, of course, I was up till like three in the morning anyway. So (laughs) that is like big Aries energy right there. Yes. Kind of chaotic, (laughs) but we're having a good time. And Pisces season is... I mean, it's Pisces season still, so we want to, you know, like, respect that, but also at the time of recording, here in Texas, the blossoms are showing up on the trees, you've got all the baby leaves, you know, it's like, hopefully we'll get some wildflowers soon. It's feeling very much like Aries season, even though it is still Pisces season, so... Yeah, I mean, but it also starts on what, like the twentieth or the twenty first. So it's at it's this weekend. It's yeah. Starts. So when this episode so. comes out on, I believe the nineteenth is when it comes out. Yeah, it's like there's only one more day left. Yeah, so we're not we're not stepping on Pisces toes. I we're think not, that we're, we're we're not we're doing good. So all right, well, I'm excited to sort of like get into some of like these super boss vibes from Aries, and I just kind of wanted to start with like a little caveat that. It's really, really important to sort of understand your full chart because your sun sign is really kind of like a very small piece of your astrological puzzle. So like you have to consider all of your planets, the relationships between them, 
the houses that they fall into, you know, and some people even use things like meteors. So I just wanted to like give a little bit of a disclaimer that if you're an Aries and this doesn't all feel 100% spot on, that's not surprising because you are a complex human being that is not just defined by your sun sign. I, I um, do. I, I kind of want to jump in here really quickly as well and say that this episode is also for anyone who has a strong Aries placement, um, like an Aries Mars, Aries Moon, Aries Rising. Well, um, and the reality could, is everybody has Aries in their chart somewhere. So you should figure out where it is. That's true. Well, I was I mean, I would say, you know, uh, an empty house does not a placement make. You know, so if you have like one of those strong placements where you identify with that Aries energy, like this episode is for you as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely for them. But I I do think it's important for everyone to also recognize that, you know, these these are ways for us to think about very complex things like humans. So, <laughs> yes, all of that to say. This is really fun, and I think that if you're new to astrology, I would suggest starting with your big three, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign, because that's a really good, solid foundation. And depending on the astrological modality that you work with, the three of those are the primary indicators for different types of astrology. So some astrology sees like the moon sign as the most important some see the rising as the most important. Actually, the astrologer that I work with works primarily with your sun and your rising signs. So those are the three that I would recommend getting friendly with. Um, but on to Aries. So this is, of course, the first sign in the zodiac. It's a cardinal sign. It's ruled by Mars and it rules um, over the head on the body and it's in the first house. The first house is your, you know, your identity planet. Um, and in a classical astrology, before we had the discovery of outer planets, Mars was actually seen as the ruler of both Aries and Scorpio. And in that understanding, Aries was actually, you know, sort of governing like daytime Mars and Scorpio was like nighttime moody Mars. So just some like fun astrology trivia for you there. Um, so I did mention, though, it's a cardinal sign. There are four cardinal signs in astrology. So there's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And the cardinal signs all fall at the beginning of their seasons. And this is what sort of gives them the reputation as like initiators, right? Like these are ideas people. They're not always necessarily the strongest at like following everything through with the details to the very end, but they're really great at like inspiration. And they're often able to like adjust and adapt quickly to change. And these natives are really visionary people. And I think when you're looking at the cardinal signs as, you know, beginnings of their seasons, Aries has extra strong juice there because it's not only the beginning of its season, the season of spring, it's also the beginning of the entire astrological calendar. So I think it makes sense that that energy is just really pronounced with people that have strong Aries placements. Um, and in the Thema Mundi, which is the ancient birth chart of the world, which if you uh, haven't checked it out, please do. It's really fascinating, a lot of fun. But in this, Cancer was actually considered rising, which positions Aries on the midheaven of the chart of the birth chart of the world. And this is the place where the sun culminates in the sky at midday in its full power. 
some people will call it your destiny placement. Um, fun fact, my my midheaven is in Sagittarius, which means that I'm destined to share my knowledge and expertise with people, kind of like our podcast. I um, love that. So because of this, though, because Aries in the Themamundi is at the midheaven, the sun is said to be exalted in Aries, giving it special potency. So if you're born like you, Nick, with your sun in this sign, it really is like this is where you're going to get that strongest Aries power. And a lot of these people really do tend to radiate like bold confidence. And I think that's true about you, too, Nick. I mean, you always come into a room and seem like you know exactly what you're doing. And that's something that is so noticeable about you. And I feel like it's what makes you number one, really easy to talk to, but it's also why I think you're a good person to like partner with on things like, you know, the podcast. It's so nice because we can get together and you never feel like you maybe don't like, you don't know what's going on. You know, you've got this like kind of like, bold assertiveness when we're making decisions together that is just it's nice you're easy to work with like that and I really enjoy that about you yeah and I I would just say you know it's like I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later on but it's um it's it's like trusting your gut you know it's like feeling that that confidence really comes from trusting my gut and like I walk into the room and I know I but I don't know you know that I can't I couldn't tell you why but i'm like this is the person to talk to here we go you know like um you don't have to think you don't have to think so much if you can live in that way and that's (laughs) that's kind of nice you know no no thoughts only vibes yeah it's it's one of the strong suits of aries um and so i also wanted to just point out aries is actually in polarity with the cardinal air sign libra and you know aries kind of has this like confront conquer that very like martian energy And Libra is ruled by Venus, which is all about like connecting, keeping the peace. And Venus, when in the opposite sign of her preferred home, is is said to be in detriment or sort of like a disadvantage in this sign in life. So if you have your Venus in Aries, that's considered something that's sort of like of a detriment. But when I'm reading charts and looking at them, I actually prefer to see these placements as invitations to find balance. Just because I I don't think it's helpful to ascribe things like good or bad to placements because astrology is like a tool. It's not a sentence. You know, it's like this is something that we as witches and people in the occult community can use to get to know ourselves better, to understand some of our reactions to the world around us. But they're not prescriptive. And I just want to, like, be very clear that that's not how I practice and understand astrology. Um, So. In the modern astrology system, though, of the 12-letter alphabet, we've got each zodiac sign ruling one of the 12 houses in the birth chart. And this is actually kind of cool. This was developed by astrologers who were interested in psychology to sort of match sign affinities to related house topics. So Aries, of course, for so many reasons, was assigned to the first house, which I mentioned. It's all about identity because this like bold, initiatory energy It's kind of similar to the way the first house in the birth chart indicates how a person is going to present themselves to the world. And it's the first impression they will project. And so when you're talking about this like really intense outer expression, I feel like that's such an Aryan thing. Um, And the first house is really, it's a fascinating place to look on your birth chart. I mean, 
I Nick, do you know what's in your first house? I know I'm I'm sorry, I'm like pop quizzing you. Um, so I actually have an empty first house uh because I am a Virgo rising. Mm. And you know, it actually I think as an Aries, your first house not having planetary placements actually isn't maybe that detrimental compared to what it might be for some other people because you are exalted sun Aries, which is right. all big first house energy. Um, my first house, I have my Pisces yeah, you, moon. You want to, I, I just, you were talking about how in the, uh, the birth chart of the world, uh, cancer was the rising sign and Aries was the midheaven. Um, but a fun fact about me is that my Mars is in cancer on my midheaven. So, oh, um, yes. So I, I, and that is a detriment. Um, Mars is in detriment in cancer, but it is also right on my midheaven. So that's, um, that's fascinating. You have a lot of that like Aryan energy all over your chart, even in places that aren't exactly related to the sign, right. which I think is very interesting yeah it's like you could literally like my my chart screams aries (laughs) oh it does it really does and i think that's something that's interesting to think about when you're looking at your first house you know that's where aries is at its home in the first house so if you have maybe libra or venus in your first house that's going to technically be in you know detriment but you can also look at that as something of an invitation to you to find balance and you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but I have my sun and my moon are in opposition. And to me, initially, you know, I think that's something that you see and you're like, well, fuck, I'm never going to be able to work with this because these things are in opposition. It's always going to be hard. And it's not true. It actually, I think, can be a really big strength. So I just I want to caution people against like seeing things in your chart and feeling like, oh, that's a bad thing. I'm like doomed. You know, that's just it's just not helpful. Um, So let's talk about personalities. When you're thinking about Aries and this like strong initiatory energy, I think none of us are going to be surprised when you think about it as like this sort of like masculine idea or like yang. If you're thinking about yin and yang, it's very like that yang quality, very active. It's oriented a lot towards the outer world and engagement with others. And people that were born under this sign really have that initiatory energy like in the core of who they are and i think spring the rebirth of spring is the most intense rebirth that we go through it as human beings and so being a sign that rules over this like great rebirth this great reawakening that very much speaks to like the core of who these people are and these are people that can like really fearlessly and impulsively spring into action, reacting immediately to and like thriving in crises or challenges. And as cardinal signs, they do have a lot of really great leadership and like pioneering qualities. Like these are the first in action type of people. And of course, being ruled by Mars, the red planet of war, um, the sign does always seem to be battle ready, which is really helpful in like emergencies where a lot of swift action is needed. And it is something that can be intense, though, in day-to-day life when the stakes are not necessarily, you know, life or death high. And so we want to talk about some of the strengths and some of the weaknesses. And we're going to start with the strengths of these signs. Um, Number one, and this, Nick, I can absolutely say for you, 
Aries are incredibly direct in expressing themselves. So you're never left wondering what they're thinking, which is huge. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, it's a huge pet peeve of mine when people don't do that because I really do not like to um, play games with people, you know, just like yeah. say what you're thinking. R- literally, though, because when I even if it's not, you know, and kind of to your point before, like even if it's not something super important, it's just it's time consuming. I'm a busy guy. You know, I can't <laughs> I, I do not have time to be figuring out what people mean by things and yeah just yeah i think so it's like it's like not only am i very direct in my communication but i'm you know annoyed by people who aren't and i'm not a hypocrite about it you know it's not like i'm passive aggressive even though they say that uh mars and cancer is like definitely um an indicator of passive aggression and sometimes that is true but I would say usually I'm very direct. and Yeah. I so, feel like that's that's a perfect example of what we were talking about, how you have to look at your chart holistically. Uh-huh. But it's like, I, but I do, I get annoyed by people who aren't. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. It's really nice and it's really refreshing. Um, Aries people also don't tend to hold grudges. They're more likely to sort of like air out differences and just move on, you know, not letting people take up space. They also tend to be very courageous people, um, which I have seen for better or for worse from you, Nick, on many occasions, a lot of great courage. And of course, you know, like that's not to say that Aryans don't experience fear. Of course they do. But part of the core of this type of personality is like working to overcome those limiting beliefs and doubts so that they can act anyway. But you got it. I mean, you got to. Um, yeah, you have to. So it's like working to overcome those beliefs. And the sign does have a reputation for being individualistic. But I think it's really important to remember that Aries people, they can also be like incredibly loyal friends that like advocate for and defend the people they love. It's like if you are loved by an Aryan, they are going to like defend you as they do themselves. You know, that like very warlike battle ready mentality like also extends to the people in their like love bubble. As far as being, like, individualistic and maybe selfish, some would say, I would say that that is sort of like a negative stereotype about Aries because yeah. the whoever came up with that um, betrayed an, obviously betrayed an Aries' trust because, <laughs> yeah. th- and that's kind of a thing, like, I don't hold a grudge, but at the same time, if I don't trust you... I'm not gonna go to bat for you in any way or be loyal to you because yeah. why would I? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, you're not an idiot. But so. I mean, I, I I think whoever came up with that stereotype had some kind of beef, serious beef with an Aries because as far as like, I mean, and you know this to be a fact because we have been friends since the eighth grade. Um, yeah. And you've never betrayed my trust. Like we've always been honest with each other. And one of the things that is great about that is I feel like we kind of have this like a, almost like a sibling relationship where oh, not yeah. every not everything is a bed of roses, you know, like it doesn't have to be yeah, this it's, shallow thing. Yeah, we're very different people, but yes. we also appreciate that about each other. But we also don't 
bullshit each other, which is we the don't. only way that that works. Yes. And so whoever whoever came up with the idea that Aries are selfish um, must have really fucked up. Yeah. Or, they, or, you know, I think moving into talking about weaknesses, you know, I kind of imagine these as places where, you know, I... I very much ascribe to this idea of sort of like rebirth and thinking about some of the things that we have in this life are like lessons that we need to learn from like past experiences. And so sometimes I think about like the weaknesses of science are maybe like lessons from a past life that you might need right. to learn. Um, but they can also be symptoms of really like unstable people. And these are like the ways that the different signs can sort of like express that. So, you know, of course, some sort sources of weakness or potential blind spots in the Aries archetype are basically like the flip side of all their strengths, which is, I think, the case for a lot of things. It's like, of course, these things that you're very good at can also be detrimental. So like their directness, for example, can come across as like blunt, harsh, or even maybe cruel if they're, you know, like not managing their stress levels well, or if they've had a bad day, you know, or if there's someone who's an Aries that grew up with a lot of trauma that never got therapy and like hasn't learned how to cope, you know, these are all things that can lead to this aspect of them, which is so great that Aries are very like forthcoming, coming across mean to people. Um, of course, the sign values like quick decisions, acting on gut impulse, which we've talked about a lot. You know, Nick, you're really great at like listening to your gut and going with that. But the flip side of that is that some Aries can have a bit bit of trouble being like patient and being a receptive team player, because of course, you know, it's it's annoying to wait on people when you're the type of person that can make a gut, like make a gut impulse decision and not everybody acts that way. So people that are have that strong Aries nature might not be the best team players naturally. That might be something that they have to work on throughout their life. Um, communication is potentially the biggest challenge though for people with strong Aries placements because they might already be like halfway out the door by the time the conversation is getting started you know they uh they're very like go 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 and it's funny because you've talked about this too Nick um and of course Aries often like all of us could benefit from listening to others but you know they they aren't necessarily the best at like enjoying hearing other people's recommendations or advice you know an Aryan personality very much prefers to learn from direct experience and so again it's like this can be a strength in the right circumstance but their rash decisions could also be like self-destructive and affect others as well so it's like these are things that a heightened Aries archetype can have trouble with um, not to say that these are things that I think all Aries people are going to have all of these bad things about them. I just think these are places where that type of personality has a lot of opportunity for growth as they mature throughout their lives. And yeah, you should you should always be trying to grow. Yeah, yeah. And we all have those things. And as we go through the Zodiac, we will. Everybody has their issues. <laughs> um, as a Virgo, I've seen all the memes. Trust me, there's plenty to talk about when we get to my sign. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Right. But overall, though, I really do just want to like the big takeaway here is like Aries people have this amazing heightened energy, you know, this very like outward, the sun is exalted, like, you know, Mars, which is this very strong, intense planet. Like, this is a person that you want on your team. Like, an Aries 
is the type of person that if you don't know what to do, like if you're stuck in a spot and you can't make a decision, like this is the person you call because they're going to be able to tell you, just do this. Like they're the type of person that can make a snap decision and really, and my experience with you, Nick, has been the same. It's like, if you're the type of person like me who anxiety spirals, you know, it's great to know an Aries because they're very <laughs> yeah, good yeah. at like cutting to the core of the bullshit and snapping you out of it. And they're, they're such good allies to have in this life. And I'm not just saying that because Nick is an Aries, but it does happen to be that one of my like most, one of the most important people in my life the end is an Aries. And so I think it makes sense that I'm also a little partial to this sign because I'm <laughs> very partial to Nick. You're, 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 you're making me blush, Shannon. Well, good. Good. It's your time, baby. Your season it is, is it here. It really is. I'm it is upon so us. excited. <laughs> um, so I liked this concept that I saw on astrology.com of herbal allies for different um, astrological associations. So I've kind of chosen that route to go with. And I really enjoy this. So something we can also talk about a little bit here is like, so Aries rules over the head, which I mentioned. That means that people that have strong Aries placements might have a stronger tendency to things like tension headaches, um, pressure behind the eyes, sometimes related to things like sinuses, sometimes related to general tension, um, they can also have issues with like, you know, feeling overstimulated and irritable. Those are things that are hallmark um, physical ailments that we can see sometimes in people that have strong Aries placements. So stinging nettles are a fantastic choice for Aries. So, of course, stinging nettles are ruled by Mars, which is connected to our blood um, and nettles have this like blood cleansing, nourishing, anti-inflammatory effect that can be really remedial for the things that like Aries is going to deal with, like the balances that you, the imbalances you might be working to overcome. I, I love stinging nettle tea. I think that's a great way to utilize it. Uh, aloe vera is another Mars plant and its gel can be really soothing to like skin inflammation, which is another thing that like Aries natives are prone to. Um, if you want to think about, you know, someone who runs that hot, essentially, things like flushing and rosacea, those can be other things that we see in Aries. And they're things that can also be very pronounced on the face, which of course is part of the head that Aries rolls over. Um, and aloe vera, Did I not just say I was blushing? Like, you did. You, you did. don't have to call me out this hard. Well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> so aloe vera is, is great. You know, it's gel is super soothing. Um, it's of course helpful for burns when our Aries friends get into their fire magic, which I know we're not getting into today, but Nick and I also both super love fire magic. So it's if, true. It is. if you're into candle magic, having an aloe vera plant is an A plus plus recommendation. Um, also if you're into cooking, which I yeah. think we are both kind of on the spectrum of kitchen, which is yes. I burn myself all the time cooking oh god because yeah i will reach in and like try to check a potato in the oven or something yeah i mean the number of <laughs> i have so fingers. many i have so many little scars like on my arms and stuff from cooking um but aloe vera juice though is also like a super great like hydrating supplement and anti-inflammatory when taken internally so things like aloe vera juice are really great peppermint it's very like cooling and soothing and helpful for, for digestion and so if you think about um this in like 
a tea form, it's great for things like digestion, helping to sort of like cool your system down. In oil form, it's also really great for like a cooling balm for like your muscles, or you can massage it into your temples for tension headaches, which I do all the time. Uh, And peppermint aromatherapy can calm the mind and like sort of help clear the head. And that's really great for when, you know, an Aries might be feeling like a little irritable and like overstimulated, overworked. You know, when Nick's coming off of brunch, little peppermint aromatherapy might be nice for you. Yeah, you know, honestly, I am so glad that you were bringing up tension headaches as an Aries thing because I get the worst tension headaches. You y'all would literally not believe how debilitating it is to be that tense sometimes. I can only imagine, and it is. I, these like physical ailments are very real. We'll get to Virgo, but Virgo rules over the gut, and anyone who knows me knows that man, my gut is very sensitive. So I'm excited to sort of like go through all of like the physical things that are associated with the signs too. But I just want to like end by saying that like we all do have Aries somewhere in our birth chart. So even if you're not someone that has a strong placement, you can look at the house that Aries rules to maybe like find the specific area of your life that you maybe need to think about approaching in a very direct way or where you can like call in that like Rams martial energy to help you like master, take it on, really get things moving. And that's another great thing about astrology, you know, is like you don't necessarily have to use it. Again, it's not prescriptive. Like these can be opportunities for you to look and be like, man, so this is a piece of my life that I really could be like attacking with that like Martian Aryan energy. And that's where Aries falls. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to you. So I used astrology.com, of course, CoStar, Bustle.com. Also a lot of time like talking to astrologers. Um, I still can't recommend Astro Sagas enough. Cilia is great. They have a Patreon and their videos are amazing and super helpful, and I recommend them to everybody. Uh, they're also just like a phenomenal astrologer uh, in general. So it's like the resources are amazing, but they also have really fantastic insights. So that's my like general general overview, Nick. Well, uh, that brings me to my segment. So first of all, I love that. And yeah, they're, like... It's nice that we're doing one of the, like, the first one is kind of about me, because I'm, like, really getting the full experience of being a listener right now, and being like, (laughs) yes, all of that is stuff that, first of all, sometimes you need to hear it on some of the the more uh, growth-oriented qualities, but also, yes, it's like, I've always had headaches, and, like, that's just something I've struggled with my whole life. And like, I know that that's an Aries thing. Um, yeah. Big Aries thing. And that's, I love doing these. And I just want to be very like clear to our dear listeners. Like we love everybody. We love all of our witches, no matter where you fall on the Zodiac. And when we're talking about the more like potentially negative things, like, you know, we're here to grow. And I just don't, we don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody to think that we're coming for anyone because we're really not. Like, that's not the intention at all. No. And honestly, it's like, I talk about this uh, with the people at work because, you know, I kind of the resident astrologer there. And I'm always like, we have this new girl. She's a Gemini. 
And everyone's like, oh, well, aren't Geminis kind of, and it's like, no, you really cannot look at it like that. Like everyone is bringing something to the table and everyone has things that they struggle with. So what we're doing here is all about looking at the whole picture. Um, But I'm so excited to be right here at the beginning of a new Zodiac year. And it's really feeling like a good riddance to 2020 once and for all. You know, it's like, yeah, fuck off. It's really, really like we've had lunar, we've had the new year, new year, like the calendar new year. (laughs) The Gregorian calendar. We've had lunar new year. And now we are finally having the astrological new year. Um, Very exciting. And to top that off, I get to start off our series on magic through the signs with my very own sign, the feisty Arians. So uh, for this, we had kind of talked about wanting to go beyond the obvious elemental associations and really steer clear of the very predictable candle spells for fire signs trope, which is a perfectly fine way to look at things. But we we really wanted to give y'all more. So one of my favorite theories about the zodiac is that it represents the progression of a human soul through multiple reincarnations uh which to put this another way uh this would mean that aries represents a new soul a baby soul if you will uh and then you get reincarnated over and over again through the various signs and that would mean that pisces if you're looking at it that way would be the sort of wise old mystic um, I just can I just jump in and say I I didn't get to get into it earlier but I have my moon in Pisces in my first house speaking of wise old mystics patting myself which, on the back there yeah which is like a very very Shannon vibe for sure <laughs> um anyway but, but yeah I, I know I love that Nick it is like that's such a beautiful way to think about it because to me it kind of like when you think about the major arcana and the tarot, it's kind of a very like similar progression too. when you're looking at the signs and the major arcana. And it's, it feels very logical to think about it that way to me as well. And uh, it's really what resonates with me the most. Like there's many different explanations about what sort of the Zodiac actually means out there. But I think that really hits home for me. And like, when I look at it, in that way, it makes the most sense to me. Back to what I was saying about Aries being babies. Uh, this can be frustrating for Aries's loved ones because we're often known to throw tantrums and have a somewhat immature sense of humor. Um, <laughs> but all of that fresh energy coming into the world can be a blessing as well if you can sit still long enough to make use of it. Uh, which is kind of like the struggle, right? Um, So the nice thing is that babies can adapt to new surroundings and new ways of being, and they're way better than that than someone uh, who is more stable and like set in their ways and just likes things to to be a certain way. Uh, And that's that's their life, you know? Like they can't walk into a new situation and feel comfortable um they have to get used to things whereas you know with that like very young youthful energy it's like you can walk into something new and kind of adapt to it 
Yeah, um, that's, I mean, like what I was saying with you, Nick, it's like, it feels like when you walk into a room, you're just like on. And I think that to me, as someone who's like an earth sign, I'm like a Virgo, I'm a mutable sign. It's like, that is one of the things that I admire most about the Aryan personality. Right. And it can come in handy in many ways to an Aries as a witch. But I think one of the most amazing things we can do with that is to fearlessly try new things and kind of be experimental with stuff uh, in our craft. So um, sort of just like the Aries in your life can take huge fashion risks and pull it off or impulsively move across the country and make it look easy, they can also try new and exciting ways of doing magic. And they can do that easier and more successfully than some of the other sort of more thoughtful signs that are bogged down with their own process. Um, and uh, this is by no means an endorsement for doing something dangerous or culturally insensitive, like trying other cultures' magical rituals willy-nilly. Uh, but I think, you know, trying new branches of your own craft and keeping it fresh is going to be a strong suit for Aryan witches. Um, or even trying, again, like experimental things. Um, and so when we were discussing it, we wanted, we kind of felt that like other signs of the Zodiac might be better at innovating new rituals and practices, but actually adapting to and trying out the new stuff is sort of in Aries's wheelhouse. Um, so kind of like being a guinea pig for, for the newer things would be something that would be good. Yeah, um, I feel like that is that balance is one of the reasons that I personally love like working with you on the podcast is I feel like you have that willingness to try new things and go out on the ledge, especially with magic stuff. And then I've got like the more Virgo in nature that sort of like balances it out in my own ways. But that is it's such beautiful energy, just being willing to like dive into the deep end. Yeah. And, you know, I did want to put a fresh spin here on one of the negative aspects that people associate with Aries, and that's our perceived impulsivity. Um, so almost every astrology page out there has something to say about the whims of an Aryan person. But there's an element of that that most people are leaving out or just sort of ignoring altogether. And I speaking from my own personal experience here but what appears from the outside to be a complete lack of impulse control or like a complete abandonment of planning and forethought is actually a very robust set of instincts coupled with a very powerful intuition and to put it bluntly we trust our gut and it works and some people it would not like it would not work for them to live in that way but we have that very very natural intuition um and this can be uh, confusing for non-natives who really need to have a plan and like a spreadsheet for like every move they make in life and like you have to look at the the risks versus the rewards and like do a whole study of everything but you know, think of the Aryans, you know, and, and you tell me, do they seem like happy and well-adjusted people in spite of living on the edge? And I think 
most people answering that question right now are going to say yes, because it's true. I mean, it, it might not make sense, but you have to look at the Aryan people that you know and understand that they're not, you know, these kind of miserable people in spite of what you think uh, might be these these negative qualities. Um, but I personally think this instinct and intuition can be honed and go a long way for Aryans who are willing to just put in the work and learn some form of divination. Um, and I, I'm going to get into this a little later on, but a lot of famous astrologers and tarot readers, if you are so inclined and you, you follow these things on like Instagram and Twitter, a lot of them are Aries. Um, I mean, you know, leave it to your Mercury friends like Virgos and Geminis to memorize an in-depth analysis of each card in the tarot deck or what each rune means in a set of runes. Um, but that gut feeling that we have, it's like tapping into a secret superpower. And so I would say to the Aries out there listening and the people with like stronger Aries placement, you know, maybe try doing some tarot spreads or like pulling some runes just on your own and writing down what you personally feel the meaning of the cards and the runes or whatever are and then looking at the official explanations and i would say you are probably going to surprise yourself by how much your intuition can pick up on and i would say that this works well for ritual work as well because your intuition can help you know not only when to do certain spells but also you know sort of Something as simple as what to put on your altar for the best results. If you're trying to petition certain gods or certain spirits, like you really have to listen to that voice inside yourself. And if you can develop it to the point that you can try, like figure out what your intuition is saying rather than just acting on the impulse of it, like that is such a gift. Um, and it's, very powerful to just trust yourself about these kind of little details with things without second guessing yourself too much. Um, and I think that's something that's Aries, which is are going to benefit from. Um, but I also wanted here to talk about another supposedly negative trait that people place on Aries. And that's kind of that hyperactivity. So uh, I'm not talking here about like a like a clinical diagnosis of ADHD. And sort of as a side note, I do hate when astrologers talk about mental illness uh, through the lens of astrology. Um, I'm in no way doing that. I, I'm sort of talking about a more garden variety restlessness. Uh, so we're talking about very active people. And sometimes it's difficult for others even to just keep up because Arians can't sit still, you know, like life is too fun and exciting for our novelty loving selves to just sit there and watch from the sidelines. Like we want to participate. Um, so, and I think there's definitely a niche out there for Aries as what I am kind of dubbing the jock witches. Um, <laughs> I like that. So I, I think this is good for the community in general because it kind of gets us representation in places where you really wouldn't expect to find it. 
Um, so like as an example that I personally do is um, I use my full moon water because I do make jars of moon water these days um, as like for my workouts on like a hot day's tennis match or like a really long bike ride because I feel like that's the kind of energy I'm trying to bring to those activities is that like very intense full moon energy where I'm like sweating it out and I mean why not though is kind of my question I mean if it's good enough for posh spice right um I also think a great thing to do kind of go with that is like I like to visualize my manifestations that I'm working on while I'm lifting weights. Um, and so kind of like think thinking about like a different thing that you're trying to manifest with like each rep. Um, and in my humble opinion, the doubling down of the focus is powerful here. And the added physical element is adding power to the whole process. Um, and so we're kind of, at the end here of talking about like the craft and sort of what I think like Aries's strengths in the craft would be. And this is kind of where I would be doing a profile of like a pop culture witch. So think your your tarot readers, you know, the people who write occult books, uh, or, you know, just like a, a popular witch that people would know, um, who has their birthday in the sign of the sign that we're doing um but this is my sign so i'm blurbing myself and the reason i'm doing that is well uh, in true aries fashion i have a rant okay so (laughs) i actually wanted to do one of my favorite astrology twitters here because this person who runs it uh shares my birthday um but they do run a, a popular but by no means huge Twitter account for their prediction. They do they do like a very uh, robust taroscope um, and do predictions for the signs every month. And just like I, I personally love their stuff. And so I'm not like super mad about it, but I'm also not going to say who it is. <laughs> um, but so I had to hit them up for consent to do a little shout out here like well over a week ago and uh, also asking nothing in return and received no reply. Um, So I'm going to keep it brief here and just say that I found that a little rude, first of all, because we don't have thousands of followers yet. But even if we did, this is exactly the kind of thing I'm down for. So, you know, if anyone has a project that they're working on and they wanted to ask me a question... I would certainly take the time because um, this is all about, I mean, doing this whole podcast for me is really all about like finding my community and we've already met so many cool people doing it. Um, But also it's about like showing our listeners something new that they maybe haven't seen before. I mean, y'all obviously listen to my podcast. So plugging it, plugging my podcast on my podcast doesn't really make a lot of sense, but um, (laughs) But so, I'm going to plug it. Y'all should listen to Nick on Wands and Fronds. Ignore Shannon. She's a real weirdo. But come, right. for, come for the Nick goods. Come for the Nick. Uh, <laughs> although I will say, you know, Shannon does get a lot more fan mail than me. So if anyone out there is a, is a Nick stan, it would be very nice to hear from you for my birthday. Um, but, and 
I'm going to finish up my rant here because it's not productive, but uh, I'm going to finish it with an ask. Uh, and I'm including you in this, Shannon. So, um, But if you know of a witch or a psychic or an occult writer who you know for a fact to be a Taurus, uh, and obviously someone who would be open to getting a shout out with no strings attached on a very fun witchcraft podcast, let me know. Um, but I am giving myself a little shout out here. So I thought it would be fun to do a little bit about me that maybe people don't know. So um, I'm going to be 30 this Aries season on April 3rd, which is 4321. So um, I think, Shannon, you probably know this. I've been looking forward to this birthday for a really long time because I knew it was like a countdown date, 4321. Um, and, you know, it's... I would say this is a good one because we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's really feeling like a big birthday, uh, even though I, I can't actually have like a, an actual big birthday. But we are still planning on doing a live episode um, that will be recorded that weekend. Um, unless, of course, and so I will say due to some sort of ongoing family stuff uh, that might be rescheduled to later in April or maybe early May. But um, of course, you guys will be the first one to know if that happens. Right now, we're just kind of planning on doing things um, as planned. But uh, so kind of branching out a little bit into astrology, I have a Sagittarius moon. So I do have an extra dose of fire energy in my big three. And a Virgo rising, which I had mentioned before, um, which I think is like a very grounding placement for me, having those other two fire signs in my big three and then having that Virgo rising gives me a little bit of a balance, like a little bit of a, 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 a chiller vibe than maybe someone who had those same placements and had like a Leo rising or like a Libra rising or something, you know, like a little more energetic and, and uh, wacky. Um, so three is my lucky number and I regularly use it in my personal craft. Um, and I have two cats an 11 year old brown tabby called Oliver, who is a Leo since we're talking astrology today. that's the big theme. Um, and an almost six month old black kitten called Faye, who is a Libra. So my sister sign, and we love her, but she's wacky uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, but okay, so I have been into witchcraft since middle school when I first found a book on Norse mythology at my school library and kind of took a deep dive from there. Uh, and I would say that my craft um, sometimes branches out into like esoteric areas. It's very intuition-based, um, like we've kind of gone over a couple of times on this episode uh and sort of like clatchet classic kitchen witchery um which is really near and dear to my heart and something that i think um runs in my family you know like i think there's a lot of that um within you know like mothers and grandmothers and people kind of passing down those traditions that feels very powerful magically to me and like even if i don't even if we don't acknowledge that 
or even if they they wouldn't acknowledge that it it still stands that that there is something very powerful to that um and so i would also say sort of talking about like my experience with witchcraft uh and i feel like this maybe relates more to my sagittarius moon than my aries sun but i love the research portion of making this podcast and besides getting to do this amazing thing with my best friend uh that is what makes this a fun experience to me and i really love and enjoy getting to listen to my bbc history shows as part of my work here um and so my current obsession involving magic is trying to learn astrology in a more complete way so i was thinking this might be a fun time to sort of offer this on the show but i would love to try out some chart readings on listeners free of charge uh just as a way to practice so if that was something that any of y'all are interested in uh you can hit us up on our instagram and i i can't guarantee that it would be you know sort of like a, a quick turnaround but i think anyone who is interested in requesting one i i could do a little astrology chart readout for you just to get some practice in um yeah. oh and nick i was gonna say as far as like other things about you though um something i'd love for you to maybe share is like some of your favorite things that you like working with in your practice like crystals herbs you know teas things like that just as far as like tying it back to wands and fronds and getting to know your magic a little bit more mm, yes um so before i and actually i don't know if you're scrolling along on your end but that was one of the next things i was gonna talk about just a little bit but also i think something that i love um besides of course doing bonfire i like i love to do like a full moon bonfire I think that is just like such a huge release for me. Um, and you really can feel it. But also, I personally love to like look through like Shakespeare and poetry and stuff and adapt that into my personal grimoire. So when I'm doing like homebrew spells and stuff, I love to use a little Shakespeare. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's stealing um, because it's not like I'm, publishing these things uh it's just something that i feel very strongly about um and i'm i i think we kind of touched on this a little bit but i'm not huge on crystals um i mean i like crystals but i personally am kind of like um like a unitarian witch uh and so like kind of a little i i feel like personally it's all about the intentions that you set and like what you're trying to do um is just as if not more powerful than the tools that you use and so kind of talking about how aries might have certain strengths in the craft i think kind of like looking at what you have and knowing what is and is not going to be good for certain things is something that i'm like really about um because i think that's what it's about you know like it's not this set in stone thing it's a very personal thing and that informs a lot of what my personal craft looks like and i honestly i try to like weave it in to my everyday life which is kind of why i was talking about being you know like a quote unquote uh, like a jock witch 
right? Because I feel like you should be incorporating it into things that you already do. And that's going to give you not, you have no excuse not to do those things. Um, but it, it lends strength to your craft, I think, because you're, you're being true to yourself while also engaging on that level. But also, uh, I truly believe that one of the best ways to practice any kind of witchcraft is out in some kind of nature. Uh, and I think even an urban creek or a bushy corner of the park is better than nothing. Uh, and I'm willing to die on that hill. Uh, because I personally think like the whole point of all of this is to connect with and revere the natural world. Um, sort of as a replacement for like a specific god that requires religious orthodoxy you know it's like nature is my religion as a as a witch like so you can do all of these very complicated things and you know have all of these very very intricate rituals but if you aren't taking the time to go out and do what is within your means to be in and appreciate some form of nature then uh, the point may have been lost on you at, at some point along the way. And that is something that I do feel very strongly. I mean, snaps. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but other than this podcast, I really don't have any projects to plug. Um, but I know that Shannon and I are very heavily considering doing like a Patreon or something with like exclusive bonus material and maybe some witchy merch. So I would say watch this space in the future for updates about that. Yeah. And if you have any like things that you'd like to see from a Patreon or merch, hit us up. Mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. very much in planning phases. So we're always happy to like hear what y'all want. Cause like, no matter how cool we think it is, if it's something y'all don't want, like, you know. No, there's yeah? really no point. I mean, because <laughs> we can do stuff that we think is cool for ourselves. But if we're doing something like that, it's for y'all. So um, let us know, you know, yeah. or send us send us a bag of rubies and uh, we <laughs> will do whatever you want. Um, I love it. So we wanted to do something a little different for the taroscopes for the um, Astro series, Magic Through the Astrological Signs. And so we're going to do like a three card pool for the coming like full astrological season for each sign. So technically, if you're keeping track, it would have been next week to do the taroscope, but it felt really dumb to have him do a taroscope for himself. So that's not happening. So I drew the star the reversed high priestess and the two of cups. And so walking through this, the star, which again is like, it's one of my soul cards. It comes immediately after the tower. The star indicates that this is really like a time of healing and transformation. And it's the time for you to sort of like release bitterness, grudges, old ways of moving in the world. So you can come into like your most realized self. Like there are a lot of opportunities on the horizon and the star feels very Aryan in that way. It's kind of like new beginnings. Like this card is an indication that you've come through the difficulties of the tower. Things have fallen apart. So now things are beginning to be reborn. I just want to jump in here and say that I think that that is so appropriate. 
considering that we had picked the tower to do our cord cutting for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I, and Aries. I and Aries picked the tower to do our cord cutting for 2020. Yeah. You wrote that. You wrote that spell. And so, so yes. <laughs> it's perfect. So we start with the star. The next card is the reversed high priestess. And I'm going to frame it because she's actually followed by cups. This card is really about like addressing your subconscious and your intuition. So since this is in reverse, this card is suggesting that there's some disconnect from your feminine power, from that intuition, and the answers to everything can be found there. This is really asking you to like listen to your inner voice, take time alone to reconnect, you know, resist the urge to become who and what other people are telling you you are. The high priestess in reverse is really talking about reconnecting with that deep intuitive self that is so prominent in Aries. And finally, we come into the two of cups. So this is a card that indicates relationship. And it really is about like the strength and beauty that come from a relationship that's based in mutual respect, balance and harmony. You know, the ace of cups is about falling in love with yourself. The two of cups is about love and relationships with others. So this can refer to romantic relationships, but it can also refer to like business partnerships or deep, important friendships. This card really is like at its core about two people who have chosen to be allies in this world, romantic or not. And this card does bode well for the future of this relationship because this is following like the reversed high priestess, though. It tells me that the important like inner reconciliation needs to happen before all of the fruit of these relationships are made fully available to you. You know, to be loved and deeply valued by others, like you have to find that within yourself. And so for this whole sort of like overview, I'm seeing that this is a new start for our Aries babies. Like this is the time, like let those old modalities go away. Drop all of the grudges from the past, shed that. Take some time, especially here at the beginning, like really reconnect with your inner feminine power. You know, Aries is a very like masculine outward sign. So this is a reminder, like you need to take the time to connect to that gut that is so important and so smart in you. It's very easy to be overly active with that, but this is an invitation to like sit with it, you know, and I know that's hard for our Aryan, uh, our Aryan loves out there, but it's important. You need to kind of like sit with it. And through this transformation that you're going to go through, when you really reconnect with who it is you are at your core, you're going to be able to gain some amazing things from relationships in your life. And that could be a new relationship romantically, but it could also be the deepening of a relationship, a friendship, you know, a business partner. All of these things are really about like mutual benefit here. And that's also something that speaks directly against one of the like bad things people say about Aryans, that they're like very selfish and independent, like that they're not overly independent. And they, just like everyone, Aries needs people. They need people in their lives. We're social creatures. And so this, this year for you, dear Aries, is about reconnecting to your inner self and using that to be able to really relate to people in a way that's mutually beneficial. I love that so much. Like, we were literally having a very connected conversation to this last night. 
while I was on my little dose of mushrooms, which um, kind of circling back around. So I'm not going to be like a proponent of doing a bunch of psychedelics here, but I think most people could benefit from doing a little psychedelics. Um, yeah. But we were, yeah, but we were definitely having a conversation about like interpersonal relationships last night and how like, it has been such a thing over this pandemic to kind of let that aspect of my life fall by the wayside uh, over this last year, um, because that is something that is so important to me. Um, like, that is so, like, this really, this one really hit hard. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that my tarot pulls are uh hitting you in the feels because you're very important to me and we've all come through a lot but this here is such a good follow-up to the page of cups that I drew for Aries recently because that was all about like trusting yourself and like knowing that you are starting on this like amazing journey and you just need to like believe in yourself that you have this like trust your intuition and I feel like this three card spread was very much just sort of like a longer form reiteration of that. So it feels like this is very much, at least through my tarot work, this is the message that I am very obviously channeling to Aries. Love that so much. Well, that brings us to the end. This might be one of the shortest episodes we've had in a while. And I think it's probably good for everyone to give them you know, we don't want all of our episodes to be two hours long. The last few That's have true. been I, I know, a bit much, um, but. When people write in a lot, like, um, I mean, obviously we hear a lot of the, the regular podcast things. Oh, I lis- I like to listen to you guys on my morning commute or, you know, on walks and things. I, I That's usually when I listen to podcasts myself. Um, so, yeah, you know, you don't always want a, a two hour long episode because uh, I think most people's commutes are not that long. So. I hope not. I hope for your sake it's not. So anyway. Unless you, unless you, <laughs> unless you live in LA and have to go one mile away because. Right. Oh my God. Uh, the LA traffic. <laughs> so all of that to say, we, we love putting this out for y'all. And I know the last few have been a little long, but I think that they'll probably just like, they'll be as long as they need to be for the content that we want to share with you guys. But if you have any feedback on it, you know, of course, let us know. We're always open to like learning. This is really like our journey together. You know, Nick and I are very close friends. We're not doing this just so we can talk to each other because we could just do that. Like we want literally like this whole thing could literally just be a phone call. And then what else? What would you be listening to on your nature walk or your commute? You would be listening to something else and you would be bored. Yeah, because we're so fascinating. But we really do want y'all to like be active participants in the community. And if you have feedback or thoughts, lewd remarks, especially for Nick's birthday, you can always send them. Honestly, or like a fun idea for a prank phone call, because Shannon, you know this, um, but I guess everyone out there does not know this. But one of my very favorite things to do on my birthday um, is make prank phone calls, so. (laughs) <laughs> um, if you have an idea for a prank phone call you uh, know where to send it you know where to send it wands and, and we fronds pod it's wands and fronds pod at gmail.com or at wands and fronds pod on instagram you can always send anything there 
Um, again, we are really interested in hearing from y'all if you have any questions that you would like for us to address on our upcoming Q&A episode. You know, what are some things you want to know more about? It can be about magic in general. It can be about us. It can be about astrology. You know, we're really open to whatever type of questions or lewd comments you would like for us to read aloud on the podcast. And um, I would I would also throw in here that a lot of the questions we do get that people write in are about plants and Shannon's plants. So um, if you have a question like that, now is the time. Yeah. To get yeah. your question answered live. Well, not live, but on the podcast. So yeah, on the podcast. And, you know, we we really do love hearing from you guys, too. And um, it doesn't just have to be about plants. I am super happy to answer plant questions, like keep them coming. But, you know, Nick is also like very, very good at like magic and astrology and all sorts of things. So please feel free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just I think it's funny because um, I I work in the service industry for everyone out there that I've probably mentioned it once or twice. But um, so first of all, my hours are pretty wacky. I work a lot of night shifts. And so a lot of times, and but there's also a, a bit of a time difference as well. So um, Shannon is on the West Coast. I'm in Central Time here in Texas. And so a lot of times when people write things in, um, you are at work and I am not. And I am reading them. And then I will text you and be like, oh, Shannon, someone is asking a question about plants specifically. Uh, so, you know, like, let's... Uh, just a just a thing but then i'm like it's funny but um your neighbor i i think the funniest one was that your neighbor had sent a oh. message in <laughs> yeah kelly just kind of a just kind of assuming it was you and i i had responded like twice and then she was like oh and hey by the way um you had mentioned uh like a cutting of a uh, monstera or something and um i was like oh yeah this isn't Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Kelly. I love her. I don't know that she actually listens. She does. She's a wonderful witch who lives nearby. Um, sure, she's sure, sure. like two doors down, but it's, it is, it was very funny. That was a very but funny, I was, I was like. Saying, uh, something that people should be aware of is really kind of depending on the time of day uh, is, is who you're going to get when you, uh, when you do write in. So yeah, man, you never Just know who you're going to get. It, it could be me. It and could also, be me. With that said, if you have a specific question for one of us, please do feel free to note it because like, yeah, we're both in and out of there and both of us, I feel like can probably answer most of the questions. But like, uh-huh. you know, if if you like really want to talk to Nick, if Nick's your celebrity podcast crush, I don't want to disappoint you with my responses. Oh, no, no, no. But I think that uh, someone had <laughs> asked about um, like a night flowering serious cactus. Yeah. And- yeah. And I was like, well, I've, you know, like, I'm, I'm not the plant guy, but also I was trying to think, I was like, well, I had a flowering cactus when I was a kid for several years. And I was like, I don't want to disappoint you with my only piece of advice being like, my mom said that we should water that cactus with aquarium water, um, which I, I was kind of looking that up and like some people say you shouldn't do that and some people say you should do that but that cactus was like my healthiest plant so do with that information what you will yeah I I think that it's uh 
it's always fun to hear from you guys, but you know, you just never know which one of us you're going to get. So, but, but so we've got, you know, just a, just a few, few more seconds of the show here. And we've told, we told people where they can reach us and where they can send us a bag of rubies, a lewd comment, an idea for a prank phone call or questions for our Q and a episode. But I think the most important thing we can say to everyone at the beginning of this Aries season and this new astrological year of 2021 is blessed be bitches. Blessed be bitches. Goodbye. Bye now. Love y'all so much. Love you. I'm here. I'm queer. I'm an Aries. This is my season. Let's do this.